0: I want to help you recognize that there's so much more to becoming a fulfilled, successful, purpose-fueled woman. And it can be simple. Let's do this, let's walk this journey, let's step into your hidden confidence. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Welcome ladies to episode 39 of Her Unapologetic Life. Happy to have you back here with me today as we are just cruising through April. (laughs) cruising and talking about the foundations of, you know, the areas of life that I love to talk about with clients. I want to share with you here because um, all women are dealing with these things always, right? So today we're going to talk about the next pillar, which is health. And health is a huge Topic. People build their lives around that in their career, in their focus. I mean, there's so much going on with health. So when you hear the word health, what do you think of when you hear that? So like what comes to your mind? And you can jot all this down if you want to, or you can just kind of, you know, say out louder in your mind what you think of. Uh, I used to think of more the physical health only, um, just because, you know, are you a healthy person? Are you a well person, right? And in my since I've been in my you know adulthood and career, I like to look at the whole person, so the mind and the body and the spirit, right? Because when we're looking at overall health, those three aspects can actually help us. It's not we don't have to just look at our physical body. Uh, and so here in that in that framework, um, I you know it's kind of like within that framework is mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. I like to add in. Uh, the emotional piece because sometimes mental isn't always emotional or it's, it's too interconnected. Um, And so I know a lot of the ladies who listen in are helpers by profession. So really, you know, that means health coaches, naturopaths, therapists, doctors, pharmacists, wellness workers. Most of my clients fall in that category. And the other category is really women who are either, um, working in a team on their way to manage that team, or women who are starting and building their own businesses. And so all of us are in a role where we are taking care of others, right? We are managing ourselves and then managing other people around us, uh, the public, the teams, whatnot. And then of course our families, right? So we're good at that role. Uh, We're good at helper. Maybe some of you haven't fallen into the role of leader yet, but if you've been listening to me, you are a leader. And um, the one question I have for you now, then, is how are you um, good? Are you good at the role of helping yourself when it comes to your health? Are you an advocate and a nurturer for yourself? And I would say most of us are on the journey, right? But I would really rate that like a one meaning you just started even considering your own health and a ten, meaning that is your focus. That is your goal. That is where you're at. So there's there's a huge gamut in between. Um, And like I said before, like the other three foundational pillars, this one is huge. Um, I have chosen in my career to specialize in mental health. And when I did that, it was really a lot about first it was with kids, a lot of ADHD stuff going on. And then it was, um, you know, uh, anxiety and anything that showed up with that. Um, trauma, a little bit of PTSD, and then the disordered eating and the body image issues. And I've I've continued along on that in my training and in my journey. And I pretty much encapsulate all of the well person as being an empowerment coach. So it's helping women through these areas that hold them back in the life that they want to lead. So that's where I've specialized. So where I'm coming from, probably you can You can tell where I have expertise, where I don't. I am not a doctor or a nurse. None of this is FDA approved, but it's been effective to ponder this and to work through this with other women. Uh, So today, um, I was just trying to think about where to begin and where to share. You know, we could talk about immune system. We could talk about emotional eating. um, We could talk about like um, anxiety and stress, things that affect our health, right? And... The list just goes on, and I kind of wanted to look at both sides of it, like what isn't healthy in our lives, but what also is. And so um, after kind of listing all this, I, the way I do this is I kind of start looking around, researching, and I landed on the concept of chronic. So we see a lot of the chronic stuff you know, being put out there. Um, the definition of that is um, continuing or occurring again and again like chronic fatigue, chronic pain, chronic fighting, you know. And some of the descriptive words that I just thought were really interesting to share here is constant, continual, deep-rooted, habitual, incurable, lifelong, lingering, persistent, recurrent, sustained, things that kind of give you the idea that it's here to stay. And for any of you who are experiencing a chronic condition, you, I'm sure you feel that way and I'm sure to some degree uh, we could you could argue that Mercedes for the rest of my life I'm going to have this because it's chronic. Um, but I would love to, you know, of course, as always kind of come in and be a little bit of a challenge to say like okay, but where is their wiggle room? I'm always looking for a win-win, right? And so from there, what is chronic in your life? Um, you know, what is going on with you? There's Some of the things I found, chronic stress, chronic overeating or undereating, chronic pain, like I said, chronic anxiety or depression, chronic drinking, chronic avoiding, chronic you name it, they say it. It's something that is just continuing or occurring again and again. And I was like, what side of that coin should we look at first, right? Should we like focus on all of this stress stuff or should we look at what life looks like when we decide to... um, focus and become more aware and then and shift some of the things that we're able to shift. So I thought, let's just look at a case study of a client I've had. Don't use real names, change up a few little things. So if you're listening, this isn't totally about you, if you're a past client. Um, and, you know, if, if, if you do have a story to share, I would love to have that and share that on here. But this is just kind of like an example of probably a couple of clients blended together, to be honest with you. But it's, it's pretty, it's pretty typical of of the kind of type of client I see um, coming in with chronic stress. Okay, so chronic stress, you're thinking, is that even a thing? Like, doesn't everybody have that? The answer is yes. Uh, the difference is when it becomes chronic, of course, is when the coping skills you have don't aren't effective in it Affecting you. So let's listen to see how this um, client was affected. I'm going to call her Rita, one of the names I love to use. And her chronic issue was chronic stress, meaning she was really stressed and she wasn't knowing how to deal with it anymore. Um, It was affecting her. So, um, and her body was quite used to being there. So What I do when I meet with clients is I kind of look at the facts, right? This is like looking at the health, the overall health. So the mental part was she was having anxiety. She'd been on anxiety meds for a short time prescribed by her doctor. Um, She'd been in and out of therapy for that too. Um, She's had a few near panic attacks. And um, she was getting kind of angry about all the people around her telling her how to cope with this. Yet she kept going along with it. So like her mom would tell her, oh, do this, honey. Her husband was just trying to be, you know, (laughs) well-meaning, wanting her to be happy and, you know, kind of trying to fix it for her. And then some of her well-meaning friends, too, were just really worried about her, but she was getting a little frustrated. So then I look at the emotional piece of it. She was quite overwhelmed. You know, she was still working, taking care of her kids, doing all these things, trying to manage this anxiety. So her way of dealing with it emotionally was... She, was, she said she was secretly crying and judging herself for it. I don't know if you've been there, but, you know, that's, um, to me, that's an indication that, good, the body's releasing. But my, most of my clients judge themselves for crying, period. So she was trying to hide it. Um, that, but at the same time, she was noticing her new meds were curbing that a little, but she was starting to feel kind of numb. Like, so, so she was starting to think, like, oh, no, there's, there's times where I think I want to cry and I can't. So she was kind of in that place. Uh, and she was just feeling a lot of, Guilt that she couldn't manage it all, and a bit of shame. I would say she she can use that word. So, and then physically, she was really tired. Uh, she would be at work in overdrive, and then she would crash at home. Um, her body would shut down on her in some ways, but she kept her mind going. <laughs> so she was feeling really like you know the hamster wheel. And then, but then sometimes her body would be really restless. Like her heart would race. Um, she would kind of get that restless like feeling when you go to bed and your legs are kind of, kind of like restless legs. Um, and then she would, she would beat herself up again. She would judge herself again because she should be able to do it all. She should be able to relax. You know, she was trying to exercise and thought that should help. Um, and then what one thing that really gets affected physically is, is women's sex drive when they're in anxiety. Right. And then uh, it could, it could have been the meds, um, but it was also, kind of part of the pattern she was in. She would, you know, snack on salty snacks before bed and then she would be focused with her laptop and then of course that affects that too, right? By the time that time you're like, "Nope, no thank you, honey, I'm going to bed." And so she was kind of in in that rut of she was trying to cope, but it was pretty hard. So I would say she was having chronic stress, uh, probably a little bit of emotional eating. Um, and then she would try to avoid and then the whole should hood hood thing was really kicked into gear uh and so that's kind of what i like i like to get in the panoramic assessment for my clients i don't just like we don't just start coaching off the gate like um like i think some life coaches do like we look kind of overview the like her history because that's just really valuable and i did that so many years in therapy and it was really helpful so Um, that's kind of where she was when she came to me. And that's where a lot of us are, right? I mean, I would say our lives have a smattering of some of that, you know, Um, and then our health becomes affected by the way we do things over and over, year after year, you know, we get in these patterns. And so chronic is that word that's kind of associated with the downside, you know, so that becomes something that is over and over that habitual pattern that if we were to be honest with ourselves, we would say this is something I want to change. Um, so identify that within yourself. Whether it is you're stressed all the time, you're emotional eating, you're, you know, you're using wine in the evening to cope. Your what other thing like coffee in the morning, you know, and, and anything that is becomes like chronic. And so that's that, right? And I was so I started thinking, um, what is the opposite of chronic or what is the way, you know, the way we want the pendulum to swing for ourselves if we're going to get out of the chronic. And like I said, there's some chronic conditions that are, you know, they're within our body and they're really hard to, to get rid of. But, um, if we shift, we're able to relieve to find relief and to find change. So the word that came to mind was consistent. And so when I think of consistent, I think of day in and day out, uh, pretty, you know, being motivated, um, Really, just creating it to be a habit, advocating, working for ourselves, and then that that brought forth the word practice. You know that when we're in practice of something, it's more likely that it will become a it will become um, a constant, something that's consistent. Uh, and it's interesting because if you look at the definition of chronic, it's something that happens over and over year after year, right? Well, when you move to consistent and you're in that practice, those daily, weekly, monthly practices. Um, it's kind of a similar definition, but a whole, a completely different outcome. So I like to look at the outcome, right? So to practice means to obtain and maintain one's proficiency. It's regular, um, and when you're in action, it, it's the application of, right? Um, so thanks for bearing with me. I love to search the meaning of words um, because I think it's important to make these connections. Where like chronic has a pathway, consistent has a pathway. You know, most of my clients use the word, I just want to be consistent. I want to be balanced. And so if we're moving out of the pathway of chronic towards consistent, um, it's really, in this case, a way to really be living into our health as a practice. And um, if we do that, to me, it seems more doable. Because when you start practicing something, you don't have it mastered yet. Mastery isn't even there. So when we decide to start looking at this from consistency uh, and balance, if you want to add in that word, something that's constant, it feels doable, at least to me. And if it doesn't to you, I would love to help you shift that. Uh, so if you were going to consider your health to be something that is a practice, a discipline, or something you're consistent in, uh, here's a few questions to ask yourself. Okay, so what is chronic right now for you? I asked that before, but really think on that. Like, what would you really want to change? Uh, and then what needs to be consistent in a practice? So you've tried things, I know, for that. And, you know, usually when we try on our own, it uh, it lasts for, you know, a week, two weeks, 30 days, whatever. And we sometimes create a new habit. And then we're in, right? But sometimes we go back to our old ways. And so, what needs to be consistent in a practice for you to really create that change? And you don't even need to believe it can happen yet. Just write that down. And then, third, how can you get there? What have you tried before? Uh, These are some of the questions I ask in my clarity calls, and it's just really powerful to have that conversation. Uh, But this is just the start of it. So, how can you get there? What do you need? I mean, Maybe a clarity call is a way to get there um, to get that clarity that you need without, you know, um, going in circles in your head. So ask yourself these questions. see what you come up with. And so let's get circle back to Rita, you know, my um, mainly one client, but a few other a- aspects of general clients. Um, so we had highlighted with her what was chronic. Um, and when she came to me like most of my clients, she had a lot of hopes and wants that she could actually identify pretty quickly in our time together. Um, but I noticed that she was really low on her list of priorities. And when we're low on our own list of priorities, then the, they, we can't really complete them from a place of empowerment. Right. Um, and she's, she's a solopreneur, has a family, works hard. Um, and she really wanted to have time and energy for her friends and herself. Um, and then the herself part came a little bit later. You know, she really needed the time for herself. She didn't know that initially. So this is kind of what needed to be consistent and a practice for her. Um, She, I call it the bliss list. So she just needed to come up with some daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly practices that she could sprinkle in um, to to her CEO schedule. And I always recommend sprinkling in before you take away because... you you need to have something to take the place of like the salty snacks or the things that you were using, you know, to, to lean on. Um, She needed some natural supplements to go along with her medications. Um, And I, that is not my area of specialty, but I, I utilize those for myself. So I know a few that are, are um, helping with, with that, like with the gut health and with the mood, um, some natural things that can help her. And then down the road um, she, she was able to reduce her medication. Um, some for some people, the, the chemistry of the body does really well with psychotrophics and whatnot. Some people don't. And so I'm always looking at that, too. And so um, she was able to reduce that very in a very comfortable way. And then also, too, we, you know, some daily movement um, to calm down her body and actually her mind. Um, and it didn't have to be a lot, you know. Uh, and then we tied in the relaxation piece for that, what, like guided meditation for her uh and sometimes she was able to incorporate that together with her with like a a more of I call a meander walking through the forest, you know, with that. And so it calmed the mind and the body. And we can we can calm down as little in as little as, you know, a minute. I think about my Apple Watch and sometimes it seems like at the right time it reminds me to breathe. And so I push that and I, I just do a moment of breath work and I feel way better. So as little as five minutes. You know, I let the dog out sometimes and all I have is five minutes between clients, but we both get fresh air. We both get to reset and we're calm and ready for the next thing. And then of course she was working with me in a coaching package. And you know, I'm always highlighted that of course, because that's who I am. But the piece that I really wanted to highlight here is the accountability. I think um, when I've made big changes in my life, been the most effective when I've had someone to walk with me and hold me accountable and some people have that negative connotation with accountability but when it's done in a in a really like high level coaching experience it's amazing there's no shoulds or shame or oh shoot I goofed it's more empowered and you really get to what you need to get to and it's just constant growth I mean it's amazing and so that's really what she was feeling you know throughout all of this um and so like Rita, you know, we can consider things that are needing to be done on a consistent basis. And so I would just jot down like things that already work that you know that you love or things that you've been hoping to, you know, to do um, and have those kind of on your your bucket list for your bliss list. Um, and then if you know you need accountability to get that, to get those things going, you don't have to be on your own, you know, circling the drain and. Uh, and so, taking I always I call it exquisite care. So taking exquisite care of our health is something um, that we can do on the daily. Um, and when we do this, and we do this well, the other areas of our lives flourish. So it doesn't it doesn't have to be all about productivity, about nailing it, perfection, you know, or people pleasing, you know, like doing it the way I think you should do it or somebody else. It's really about um, your own unique formula to take care of yourself, right? And when the other areas of your family flourish, kind of like like Rita, she experienced there was more calm for the family, more and better sex with the husband, uh, connection with friends, focus and energy on work and business the list goes on. you can apply all of that to yourself. you know whatever parts of your life you're feeling like, oh yeah, I need this it's it's really worth going there and working through that. So yeah, that's pretty much, you know, in review for today. You know, looking at what is chronic and then shifting the from to, which I always like to do, to consistent, to balance, to something that is is that works for you to take care of your health. And again, there's no perfection in health. Um and and the and the more that we we strive for that, then the more we're like on the the yo-yo dieting or the um all or nothing or you know, telling others like how their health could be best, you know, and I kind of, that's kind of where my final thought is going to go with health right now, because I just feel like right now they're, you know, with, with COVID and with the vaccine and with, you know, the medical professionals, the holistic medical professionals, there's a lot of controversy right, right now around what is best for our health. Like, you know, what science, who is right, where to look for the facts, you know, which news channel to watch about the latest. I mean, you get my drift. Like, You know that there's a ton of research out there on all perspectives. Um, And so this is kind of where I like to say, well, of course, you know, listen to the people that you know and you respect and who are in the field and weigh, weigh everything out. Right. You know, and this is the place where you can practice your intuition. And um, this kind of draws in the last piece of health that I want to talk about. Have a little sip of coffee. Um, because I feel like this is where this is a good example of it um, where we get to make um, decisions for our health based on something that we believe and something that our minds and our bodies want. You know, I always say, hey, if you you know you're gonna try this supplement or this medication and your mind is saying, heck, no, I, I think it's terrible. I think it's whatever, your body is not going to take it in as easily and you know accommodate it and let it help the way it's supposed to help if if that's the way you're feeling. That's what I strongly believe. Um, you know, and so when you're making decisions about your health um, based on that, I think best practice is to let your soul or spirit and faith weigh in and then act accordingly. And then I think the next step of that is to have grace for yourself or for others who are not choosing the same path as you it's really easy i've seen it a lot you know like i believe in science and when somebody doesn't believe the same science as another it's really easy just to be like zero tolerance they're a jerk they're an idiot the words that i keep seeing is kind of crazy and there i mean there is science that is fact based of course but it's it's pretty relative because you know science isn't so clear cut um and so in that way, it's really important to do your own research, to follow your own intuition, and to respect that. That's like another step in, in self-care as well, you know. Um, so I just thought I would add that at the end here because, you know, with the vaccine coming out, with all of the opinions about the different research things that are going on, um, just notice how where you land on that. Are you, you know, honoring yourself? Are you excited about what's out there? Just, you know, it always comes back to... What does your intuition tell you? And so, you know, as always, I love talking all things health and life. I mean, it's health is such a huge piece of it, as you notice. Um, and next week, we're going to wrap up with wealth, which I also call abundance. It's powerful stuff because it's so connected to the other three I've talked about. Uh, but it, it's really a, a life-changing mindset shift um, when we look at wealth in a different way. So I hope you join me again next week. Uh, And if you're curious about what it's like to work with me or to hang out with me, and you're not in the free group yet, just head over there. It's also called Her Unapologetic Life on Facebook. Um, It has the tagline, embody the leader within, because I believe you are all leaders of your life. Uh, And I am excited to continue the conversation. So until next time, I hope you enjoy a beautiful day. Hey there. Thanks for listening, my friend. If you liked the podcast today, please stop by and leave me a review. I am new to the podcast world and would so appreciate it. If any of your friends, ladies who support you, or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way, will you? It truly takes the village, and I need help getting the message out that we can be that girl, that girl who lives her unapologetic life. Would you join me in the ripple effect? Look for other places to hang out with me and my tribe in the show notes. Until next time.